Well, maybe this is too big of a word to use uh, the morning after ringing into the new year, but the word of the day is sovereignty. And when we, uh, in our responsive reading earlier, we, um, through the words of the Psalms, we, we declared that God reigns. And when we do that, when we de- declare that God reigns, what we're doing is uh, we're, we're declaring a fundamental truth about who God is, and that is that he is sovereign. That's not a word that we use a lot when we talk about God, um, but it's a, it's a fundamental point of doctrine that is essential for us to understand who God is. And when you hear the word sovereignty, maybe you think of a sovereign nation or territory, um, someone that's kind of autonomous or free to rule themselves. Um, but when we say sovereignty as it relates to God, what do we mean exactly? Well, for a, a functional definition, I like this one from uh, J.I. Packer. It goes like this. His dominion is total. He wills as he chooses and carries out all that he wills. No one can stay his hand or thwart his plans. Once again, his dominion is total. He wills as he chooses and carries out all that he wills. No one can stay his hand or thwart his plans. Another way of saying that is very simply that God reigns over everything. He answers to no one. He does what he wants. And God's sovereignty is, is essential to our belief, really, because if, if God is not sovereign, then he is not God. He has no power. He has no authority. He has nothing, really. And if that's the case, then really, why are you and I going to concern ourselves with any of this at all? So it's a necessary foundational belief to establish who God is, that he is the supreme being and that he must be reckoned with. So with that as our starting point, uh, this morning I just want to look at a a couple of ways in which God's sovereignty has implications for us. And first off is something that goes hand in hand with sovereignty, and that is the issue of authority. God's sovereignty establishes his his authority. When we think of an earthly king or a ruler, they have authority over their lands or over their kingdom. And we often refer to God as a king, and so in much the same way, God has um, that authority over his kingdom, and his realm is very large, of course. It's all of creation. Now, on Christmas Day a week ago, many of you uh, probably remember that the wind was just blowing like crazy. Uh, It was relentless, so after listening to that all day, I just, I had finally had enough, so I uh, walked outside just in a very noble way, and I I just declared, peace, be still. (laughs) What do you think happened? No, not a thing. In fact, the wind was blowing about 100 miles an hour well into the next day. So when it comes to creation, you see, my authority just simply is not recognized. But God is the creator, and therefore he has the rightful authority over his creation. And recognizing his authority puts us in the proper place, accepting that we are subject to him and that he has claim over us. Now, when it comes to authority, there's a problem. Um, We don't actually like authority that much. In fact, we don't really like it at all. Especially us freedom-loving Americans, we're not really into this king thing very much. How often do we hear this from kids? I don't want to. Go get ready for bed. I don't want to go to bed. You need to finish your food. I don't want to eat my food. 
So we hear that from kids a lot, but the truth is it's not something that we ever really grow out of. We have a problem with authority, and we want to do our own thing. And this is really the kind of the essence of our sinful nature. Um, we've rebelled against God, and we've rebelled against his authority. And so this has put us into a position where a relationship with God has been broken. And so we're in a seemingly hopeless situation, um, kind of constantly butting heads with God in constant conflict in a state of disobedience. And when you disobey a king, what happens? You suffer the consequences. In our scripture passage that I read, we were described as having been children of wrath, which is not a good position to be in relation to an almighty and all-powerful king. However, our God is a different kind of king. He has full authority. He answers to no one. He does whatever he wants. But look at what he chooses to do. Back to our scripture passages, verses 4 and 5. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So our almighty God chooses to be merciful and to love us in a way that is, is simply beyond comprehension. By sending Jesus Christ to die for us, to pay the penalty for our sin, and to initiate that reconciliation. But let's be clear, there are consequences for disobeying God, and those opposed to God are not in a good position. But God, in his love and mercy, has initiated that reconciliation and made a way for us so that those who call on the name of Jesus might be saved. And this brings us to a second point, and this is a reason really to, to rejoice in God's sovereignty. And that is that his sovereignty means confidence and security for us. His sovereignty is really the, the foundation of our hope and our trust in him. A king without sovereignty is not an effective king at all. As I said earlier, if God is not sovereign, then he is not God. His power would not be absolute. Um, he would not be guaranteed to prevail. The end would not be certain. But God's power and authority are absolute, and therefore his saving work is assured. And that is something that we can truly have confidence in and rejoice in. And I don't know about you, but I feel much better knowing that the things are being held in his hands and not my own. Um, sometimes my wife and I will sit and stare at each other for 15 minutes just trying to figure out what to eat for supper. Um, so, you know, if things were up to me, it just, it just wouldn't go well. Let's put it that way. Um, it was a lot easier when I was single, by the way. I just went to Qdoba every night. But that's a different, different story. But... If we're honest uh, with ourselves and about our weaknesses and shortcomings, we realize that things are better when God is up here and we're down here in our proper place. So just for a moment, I want to acknowledge a, a sticking point. When we talk about sovereignty and authority, it can get us into a bit of a bind. Um, while, it, while it is our source of confidence, it doesn't always bring that confidence. It's not always comforting. Because often we don't understand why things are happening, why bad things happen, or why God is operating the way that he does. So having this, this very high view of God and, and acknowledging that his, his authority is, is utter and complete, um, it can be a stumbling block for us because 
it can make God seem maybe distant or impersonal or harsh, uh, especially when we cannot clearly see his hand at work or understand his purposes, or maybe when we just flat out disagree with him. So how do we deal with that situation? Uh, I don't have a magic answer to that other than to say simply this, that we must trust in another fundamental truth about God, which is that God is good. In Romans 8, 28, it says, All things work together for good for those that know and love the Lord. It's a broad statement, but it's definitive. It says, all things. So how is he working all things together for good? We don't know. We don't know his purposes, but we just trust him because he's a loving God who is holy and just. Again, as I read in, in those verses 4 and 5 again, um, it just shows that evidence that he's a loving and merciful God. Um, creation was just a mess. His people were rebelling against him. Um, meanwhile, God is, is living in perfection up in heaven. Um, he did not have to enter into this mess, um, but he did. And that's our evidence right there of his goodness and mercy, and that's something that we can trust in. And this love and this goodness is, is really what makes our God worthy of honor and adoration. Many kings have allegiance and respect given to them, but none are worthy like our God is worthy. God is sovereign, and the authority he possesses is without question. And one day we will all give account to that authority. Jesus right now is seated on his throne, and Scripture tells us that one day all will bow down before him. And some will not do that willingly, but they will do that nonetheless. But us, knowing that God is good and seeing how he has demonstrated his love and mercy towards us, our response is that we humbly bow down before him, putting ourselves under his kingship, putting ourselves in the proper place before him. And we don't do this uh, kicking and screaming or, or grumbling about it. We do this with joy and gratitude, realizing the grace that's been given to us that we did not deserve. We also do it with great expectation because look at what's in store for those who do. Back to verse 7, that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of grace and kindness towards Christ Jesus. So not, not only did God come and rescue us from this hope, hopeless situation, but he's also pleased to bless us beyond all comprehension with immeasurable riches and, and to seat us with him in heaven. So not just him in his palace and us on the outside, but with him at the banquet table in heaven. That's something that we can look forward to. So God's sovereignty is our hope. The scope of his dominion and power is complete. And he uses that power to love and to save. And we can be secure in that because we know that he cannot be thwarted and that against all forces he is going to prevail. Well, I just want to say I hope you all have a great 2017. I'm not really a resolution type of guy, but if you are, that's great. Um, whether you are or you aren't, though, a new year always seems to be kind of an opportunity to just reflect on things, look back on the past year, think about what might be coming ahead, um, time to kind of refresh and, and refocus. And uh, in the last couple of weeks, as we've listened to and, and read some various year-end summary type things, 
Uh, we've heard kind of a familiar theme among all of that, and the consensus being that 2016 was a pretty bad year. And I think that's true in many ways it, it was. Um, I won't go into all the reasons why necessarily, but it's distressing because there's a lot of unrest out there and division. Uh, there's a lot of awful things happening throughout the world. Uh, people are uneasy, uneasy and even fearful of what the future holds. Um, this year ahead, I don't know what it holds, and I, I can't necessarily promise that it's going to get better. Um, but we've, what we've heard today um, from God's word is that God reigns regardless. So that as we go forth into this year ahead, hope and pray that you will know the power of that sovereign king. You grasp hold of that. You will see that he is gracious and merciful, and that in submitting to his lordship that there is security and hope that cannot be found anywhere else simply can't be found anywhere else. And that you would find peace in knowing that he is God and that he holds all things in his hands. Let us pray. Lord God, Lord God, we declare once again that you reign. Lord, that your dominion is total and that you are over everything. Lord, I pray that, that we would humble ourselves before you. Lord, that we would put ourselves in the proper place before you bow down acknowledging that you are king. And Lord, in that we know that we find hope, we find security, because you will prevail, Lord. Lord, I pray now again, just echo as Rich prayed earlier, Lord, that, that by your spirit that you would be with us as we go forth in this year ahead. Lord, we'll face joys and sorrows that we um, are not aware of yet. I ask that you would prepare us for that, Lord, strengthen us. Lord, that, that we would go forth boldly and that with, with courage, that we would just trust in you, Lord, that we would proclaim your name in this world. Lord, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for your sovereignty. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name.